My husband and I often hear that we are lucky that we are able to live off one income and I'm able to be a stay-at-home mom. And yes, we consider ourselves lucky. We consider ourselves blessed. However, we manage our money very well and we don't live beyond our means. So today I'm sharing 11 very easy to do tips on how we live on one income. Hello, this is Melissa Libby, and welcome to Mom Treading Water. Look at me, look at me, I'm the flawless Marie. Look at me, look at me, am a perfect family. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should not believe that. Hello, friends. Welcome back. If you are returning, thank you so much for taking time to be with me today. And if it's your first time joining us on Mom Treading Water, thank you. Hope you find value and our topic today. Don't forget to also check out last week's episode, which was our budget savings on our food and groceries. Now, if you do find value in today's episode, if you could please rate, review, subscribe, and share, I'd greatly appreciate it. Each time you do that, it improves the analytics and helps with the growth of Mom Treading Water. There are also a few other ways you can join us on Mom Treading Water. You can follow us on Facebook under the name of Mom Treading Water, Pinterest, Mom Treading Water, YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram at Imperfect Mom Treading Water. I'll include all of those links in the show notes. All right, let's just get to our topic here. How do we live on one income? We live on an average income. We're an average income household. I am fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom. It's not something that just happens organically. We definitely have to make an effort to make that happen. Let me start again by saying that I am not a financial advisor. I am not an expertise in this area. I am only speaking on our behalf and things that we have done in our own budget to make this happen. One of the first things for us that is extremely important is that you need to create a budget. You need to take the time and figure out your monthly expenses. But we take it further. It's not just monthly. We calculate in what we're spending on birthday gifts, what we're spending for Christmas gifts, we allow for random miscellaneous items, things like that. Now, a few episodes back, we did have a fantastic financial advisor on named Jane. She offered fantastic suggestions on your budget, as well as some links for budget tracking tools. I'm going to be sure to include the link to that episode for you to check it out. Another place you can check out that episode is on Mom Treading Water's website, which is momtreadingwater.com. Under the podcast episodes, there is a section solely dedicated to creating financial security. So number one, create a budget. After you do that, step two is reviewing those items and figure, is there anywhere you can automatically make a cut? Like unused gym memberships. And I'm not judging because I have definitely done that. But if you use your gym membership, by all means, you need to keep that because investing in your health is always a wise investment. But looking at things like subscriptions, 
looking at things like eating out and buying lottery tickets, or if you're buying a soda every time you go to work from the vending machine or the gas station. And if you listen to last week's episode, you're going to find out I love to quantify. It just brings such joy. So say for argument's sake, you're buying one bottle of soda out every day, like an individual one for yourself. My husband says at work, it's $165 per bottle. If you bought a 12-pack at the store, same bottle size, but it's a 12-pack, for $7.48. Just that comparison of buying 12 individuals towards that one, that one 12-pack, you would save $12.32. If you look at, if you bought it 12 a year, you did that, you'd save $147.84. 24 times a year, you'd save $295.68. Almost $300. What could you do with $300? How hard does someone work for $300? I guarantee you don't want to spend it on something that you're just drinking. The third thing is we don't buy things like lottery tickets. Like I said last week, we don't buy excessive amount of alcohol. We don't smoke. Again, my joy in quantifying lottery tickets. First of all, there are reasons states have lotteries because they are huge money makers. They would not have it if they did not bring in a ton of revenue. So think about that when you think you're always going to win. The odds are not in your favor. But say for argument's sake, $10 a week, $520 a year you spend on lottery tickets. That's insane. If you double that, say you're spending $20 a week, that's over $1,000. How long does someone work for over $1,000? We also don't smoke. And listen, that's an addiction, and that's something people need help with. By no means am I making that as a judgment. But if you do smoke, one, for your health reasons alone, right? Your babies, your loved ones, they need you. But if you want to think about it numbers-wise, the average cost of a pack of cigarettes is $8. Even if you're just buying one pack a week, that's $416 per year. Now, realistically, people who smoke do not only smoke one pack a week, but again, no judgment here. Say you are buying a pack every day. That's $56 a week. That's over $2,900 a year on cigarettes. Now, figure that also adding costs, like if you smoke in your car, you're probably going to get your car detailed more. Or if you have to use like body sprays, you have to wash certain parts of your clothes more often, the wear and tear, so many other reasons. And as much as this is about saving money, and I love to save money, the number one reason is your health. Number four is we use apps for saving money and true money savings. I did talk about this last week. But there are two that I absolutely love for both groceries and our standard shopping. Rakuten and Ibotta. I'll include those links. I also have links for Rakuten. If you use the link that I provide, you will actually earn $30 on your first purchase of $30 through the app. And with Ibotta, you'll earn $10 back with the link that's provided. 
Definitely check out both apps for terms and conditions, but both of those apps, we have saved a significant amount of money. Now, as a side to that, we also do our best to not buy things we don't need. So they do offer amazing discounts, amazing cash back. It's fantastic. But if it's something we don't need, it's still not a savings. So think about that part of it. It's very easy to get lured in when you see that something is on clearance or it's a savings item to want to buy it. But if you don't need it, then it's not saving money. Number five, I will truly admit can be very difficult for me. And luckily, my husband is a more of a patient man. Unless it's painfully urgent, be patient. If you have urgency, if you need something right away, more than likely you're gonna pay more money. Like for example, we want, need, whatever, we need a new fridge, our fridge is too small. And does part of me wanna go buy that like five weeks ago? Undoubtedly, yes. We're gonna stand our ground, we're gonna wait till Black Friday, we know we're probably gonna get a better deal. Chances are it's not gonna go up at that point. So for us, it's worth it. So try to be patient. Also do comparison shopping. When you're patient and you can take the time to do the comparison shopping, it's another way that you're going to save money. We have saved a lot of money through Amazon warehouse items. And sometimes it is taking the time to be patient, to see if something is gonna pop up in it, if it's something, again, that we don't need urgently. But that is another great resource. Number six, we can all relate to this, kids' clothing. Our kids go through clothing so fast, including Michaela, who can even make her clothes last a little bit longer. So we do try to do some clothes swap with some friends. But the other way we do it as well is we try to buy the clothes out of season. So at the end of the summer, we do try to do some shopping for when we're going to Florida in the spring or for next summer. Same with winter clothes. Put that on top of the savings that I'll use with the apps and get more money back. It's a huge savings and it doesn't feel as overwhelming when the kids are going through the clothes so quickly. Now, before I go on, here's what I'd like you to think about. What are ways that your family saves money? Go onto our Facebook group, again, under Mom Treading Water, and share those experiences. Let's help each other out to keep more money in our own pockets instead of having it go wasted away. All right, let me continue on. Number seven, and this one is absolutely from my husband. We do not buy new cars, and that is a huge, tremendous savings for us. More than likely, when you buy a new car, when you buy a car, right away it starts to lose value. Right when you drive it off the lot, there goes the value. It creates another monthly payment. So ideally, we try to buy things outright. But you're also paying a lot more on tax. And that is the place where my husband completely opened my eyes to that. We do not buy new cars. Now, let me be clear. We buy safe cars. We buy reliable cars. We buy cars that are in good quality, just not new. 
Now, that kind of is a great transition to number eight. And again, this is so much of my husband. DIY projects. My husband is a very smart guy. And he is able to do so many things for us at home. And it is a major way how we do swing for me to be a stay-at-home mom and live off just one income. There's another part to that, though. Be realistic in those DIY projects. Calculate it out. If you're spending more money on the supplies and everything else that you need for something you're going to do once, then it doesn't make sense. But if it's something that's realistic, absolutely, it's worth taking a look at. I know my husband is a huge YouTube person, and he'll look and he'll try to learn how to do certain things if it's something he hasn't done before. He also uses resources like our family and friends who might have experience in an area. And in turn, they do that with my husband as well. So as much as we can do ourselves, we do. And when I say we, I mean he, because he's really the one who does all this. But it can definitely be a savings if it's done the right way and you calculate it out. Number nine, and just hear me out, we very rarely use disposable products. So we don't use disposable plates, cups, knives, forks, things like that. There aren't there are instances undoubtedly that we do, but when we do have to use them, it reminds us why we don't. Those products are dang expensive. Like if they're like halfway decent. I mean, if you buy stinky ones, then they're not even going to work for you the right way or it's just going to be a disaster and a mess. Eliminate disposable products as much as you can. One of the most important reasons, though, we don't use disposable products is because we know it's not environmentally friendly. So by limiting that really is a win-win. Number 10. This is definitely one of our most important. Set up a savings account that you cannot easily access. The best advice my father ever gave me about budgeting is that you work hard all week. The first person who gets paid is you. Now, I think when people hear that, they assume automatically it has to be like hundreds of dollars. Start small, even $5 a paycheck. It's the act of doing it, and that money adds up quickly. First person you pay is yourself. Worth every second. I promise once you start doing it, you will not miss the money. Plus, if you follow some of these other tips from last week and this week, you're going to find that money so easily. But this is a great transition into our last one, number 11. When you get that unfound money, and I use that term fairly loosely, I use it in quotations. When I say unfound money, maybe someone gives you a cash gift you didn't expect, or you're getting these rebates from using those apps you are getting your tax refund or things like that. That money automatically goes into savings. Don't spend it. I think as a culture, we're like, oh, I have money. Let's spend it. Put it into savings. Start accumulating that money. It adds up so quickly. Now, I understand that these tips and tricks that we have done for our own family are not for everyone, but even just trying to adopt one or two will make a difference in your budget. And that's whether or not you are a one 
family income, or if you do have multiple incomes, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a mom that works out of the home, if you're kind of like in this hybrid situation of doing both, right? Why don't we all want to save money? Chances are saving money is going to provide more security than materialistic items. Having that security that you have some form of a safety net always feels better. So if I were to say one thing from this week's list, actually, I'm going to say two. I'm going to live on the edge. One, you pay yourself first. Some shape or form, you pay yourself first. Start tucking a little bit of money away, even if it's just a couple of dollars. So what? That's great. That's a start and that's all that matters. And then two, really take a look at those items that are not necessities, are not essential. Even just making those tiny little tweaks, little tweaks, not completely eliminating, even just cutting in half, will still provide some form of a savings that will allow you to start putting money into that paying yourself fund. Don't forget to get onto social media, whether that's Facebook, you can even go on Instagram, Share some tips that you do that maybe I didn't share because I know there's way more out there. Because again, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor. This is just what's worked great for our family. But check that out. Share with others so we can all take an opportunity to learn. Thank you again for taking time today. If you could, please rate and review, subscribe, share with others. I greatly appreciate it. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others.